Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone Live. Larry Schmiller, Chrysler, Jeep Dodge, Ram here in Sandy. We're in the Utah Auto Mall, 10905 South. Auto Mall Drive, still have jazz gear for you. Come on by and grab some. We've got a couple of hats. We've got some shirts. We've got those desk ornaments that are all the rage, Gordo. Uh, and we love meeting and talking to our listeners. So please uh, drop by and see us. And uh, while you're at it, check out uh, all the new and used vehicles here. Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram. They'll take great care of you. They've got the best prices in town as well. We're going to talk to Christian Cox coming up here momentarily, get his take on what went wrong in Los Angeles for those Utes. Well, Christian will probably have, he usually is very insightful and uh, doesn't pull any punches, so it'll be fun to talk with him uh, to get his uh, take on what went on. In fact, let's jump out to the Sprint special guest line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. He is the former Ute and our good friend Christian Cox. What's going on, Christian? What's going on, Jake? Hey, man, just uh, breaking down uh, kind of a, I guess, disappointing week of football for some of the schools here locally. And uh, Gordon and I have been diagnosing uh, some of the, I guess, several things that went wrong in that Utah-USC game. What was the most concerning in your mind? Uh, you know, I, I don't think Utah's ever given up 270 yards to a receiver ever. And it was one of those games, didn't even realize it was happening. You know, big play after big play, but it was just to one guy in Pittman. And, um, you know, for a, a press man defense and shuttling to zone later, it was interesting that they had no answer for it. And um, that was what was kind of concerning for me is not only did you give away a game in reality, right? It was kind of a, a game that Utah blew uh, from a points perspective, but you just couldn't stop their best player. And Utah is notorious for eliminating, you know, certain people and the whole defense just couldn't do it. And how about, how about the third string quarterback just coming in and it kind of hurt him actually. Keaton Slovis probably wouldn't have played as well as that backup. Uh, he played amazing. So tough game, tough loss for the youths. And I thought Kyle Whittingham summed it up perfectly uh, in his presser. So Christian, what's your philosophy on changing up from that coverage moving into more a zone situation. I mean, it seems like in the past the Utes have always prided themselves on uh, doing it that way. Uh, But when you see a situation where it's not working out, don't you have to adjust a little quicker? Yeah, and you saw them adjust to it more in the second half, right? That's where you saw them go into more zone coverage, but the damage was already done. uh, I, I, you know, you have to play the defense, you know, that, this 4-3, and obviously they're in a lot of nickel with a lot of aggression, but Morgan Scally needs to adjust a little sooner, I guess. I, you know, I'm not the one who's breaking down the game tape, and you know that those are your, their best receivers, but Pittman just, he looked great. He looked like a world beater, but, you know, I don't, I don't ever, I don't think I've ever seen a receiver catch that many yards in a game, and but it also boils down to other things. I, I think not only did you know the defense struggle at times, but if you look at the second touchdown, 
was a third down missed sack that they caught a ball that was deep that puts them up 14 to 7. So you look at not only were, did you give up a lot of yardage, right? I think it was 375 total or something like that, but it was basically all through the air. But it was these devastating chunk plays that were 60 and 50 and, uh, you know, yard gains. And that's really was the difference, right? You're talking 26 first downs versus 16. You're talking point. Uh, you're talking, you know, time of possession. Those are all great statistical categories. But, you know, when Utah needed a big play, they never had huge chunk plays. But Utah just struggled, right, from a blocked field goal to you're going to score a touchdown right before halftime to potentially take a lead. And you don't have Zach Moss in there, and you run, you know, zone read, and you get punished, and you fumble the ball. Not only do you not get points, but, you know, those things add up. And especially when you're going to get the ball at halftime, you didn't come up with any points. Then you come back out, and this Utah didn't come up with the, 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 the big plays that they needed to. Added on with, you know, USC came up with the huge plays, like, Look back, you're down 20, 21 to 20. You're backed up in your own, you know, red zone to a degree, right? Your own six. You give up a safety, and the next drive, you give up a 60-yard bomb and then a quick score from USC to go up by 10, right? So USC's athletes, out-athlete Utah's game plan that was, uh, you know, maybe, a, I don't know, it would be a stubborn game plan. I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't break down tape. Um BYU didn't play against that same quarterback. And I, I think knocking out Keaton Slovis, a younger freshman who's inexperienced, I think he makes a few more mistakes. The kid is proven in that system who transferred to Illinois and asked to come back. He's one of those players that, you know, he knows the system. He knows how to play quarterback. And you could see it was on display. And, uh, you know, credit to USC. And I'll say this. This is the first time I've watched a football game, and I felt physical pain after that loss. I felt some real anger and disappointment because Utah has come so close on the road against SC, and it's just it's just a disappointment. They needed that game more than anything, and it's be interesting to see how they rebound against Washington State. Christian Cox is with us, ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The Zone, Christian. Um, it, Talk about the offensive line play a little bit. I thought it was absolutely dreadful, but in all fairness, Hans did watch some game tape over again. He said it wasn't as bad as, as he thought it was going to be. Gordon kind of had a similar impression as Hans did, but I, I thought it was a huge difference. I, or I felt terrible for Tyler Huntley. He ran for his life all night. Yeah, so I, I'm in the camp, Jake, with you, and I didn't go back and rewatch the tape. Just watching they, them getting pressure with four down linemen, is pretty scary. And obviously Huntley hasn't played against a D-line that good. And then getting back Christian Rector playing DN was a big difference. But if you go back and watch it, you'll see all they were doing was games. They do uh, DN tackle stunts, and that was confusing them enough. And then they'd bring maybe one linebacker off of the top. And that safety number 15, he was all over the field, and they'd bring him off the edge too. And you know, that was enough to disrupt and to, be, to fluster Huntley. And that exact thing happened when Huntley was sacked for a safety, was some type of game that freshman D-tackle got right in the backfield uh, right in the backfield quick, and you gave up a safety. You gave up two points and the ball back, and you're down by three. And so it was interesting. There was times that these defense looked suspect, but there was times that, you know, they looked – 
like they were the better athletes. And, you know, the offensive line, yes, there's they've had some rotational guys and it's you know, it's things they're trying to replace, but I haven't seen them give up that much pressure in a while, or maybe we just are drinking Utah Kool-Aid this year because they really haven't played any D-lines or that physical, that athletic, and that aggressive. Because you look at BYU's D-line, more of a three-down line set, heavy guys and Kairos Tonga hanging over the middle. Northern Illinois, not the same type of athletes, and Iowa State not even close. So, uh, But I thought Huntley, for having as much pressure in his face, uh, I thought he did pretty well and uh, showed how much heart he had. But when you're trying to play hero ball late in the game, that's just that's not how Utah can win. And I thought, uh, you know, I thought Brumfield ran well, but you really missed Zach Moss. And Zach Moss was just a, a calming force at running back that Utah missed, uh, I felt like, in the third and fourth quarter, right? He was gone early, so. Uh, but they, they dealt with it. Okay, and for me, it's it's more about um, how well does this team respond to it. I think Washington State's great, and I obviously I turned the game off when I was like 47 to 17 against UCLA, and then I woke up to my mind being blown Pac-12 after dark with, what was it, 66 to 63 or something like that, and UCLA came back and scored. They had like basically seven of eight uh, possession scoring touchdowns. So it's just a funky, funky year, and uh, it's game one. I'm just happy that we're in the Pac-12 season because this is when we're going to see what this Utah team has been billed really high, what they're really made of. And, uh, you know, I I expect them to respond uh, well. And, you know, what a weirder opponent to play against. Washington State, historically, we've had some tough runs with, and – what we saw last week against the Air Raid, yeah, you're not going to have that type of receiver in Pittman you're going against, but the same offense, but from the actual Yoda of the Air Raid. So how does Utah respond, and how does Morgan Scali put together a better game plan? Yeah, so let me ask you about that. Do you expect them to come out completely re- rearranged, or do you think they will start out in their traditional defense and see how it goes and then make adjustments from there? I think you you look at the receivers, right? And, you know, where you're getting out athletes is impress man, right? So you can impress a guy who can shake, rush him off, and can outrun him step to step and can just throw over the top. Washington State doesn't have the type of receivers. But um, it's it, it, you you got to pick one or the other. And I, I think you'll see some mixes of some a lot of zone coverage and not giving the big play over the top. And if you remember, Utah lost in a mode when they basically controlled the entire game against Gardner Minshew with that big 80-yard touchdown over the top on that right side. So I listen. I'm glad I'm not a decorder. I'm glad I'm not making big decisions. I'm glad I'm not paid a lot of money to make these hard choices like Morgan has to. But they're going to have to come up with a better game plan and. Uh, you hope if they are going to play press that they can press on these not as athletic five-star recruit receivers out of SC that they can actually shut it down. And I think coming and playing at home is going to be a big help. You know, I, I look at it this way. I think, yeah, what, like you said, Christian, USC has better athletes, certainly at the wide receiver position. But I would give the coaching edge to Mike Leach. He's kind of the master here. And Graham Harrell came out of his out of his uh, program. So 
uh, it'll be interesting to see whether the coaching and the scheming can out uh, outdo the athleticism against Utah's defense. And like you pointed out, Utah has struggled against this team in the past. And so, I don't know. I find for, for, for the after the loss to USC, I don't know that there could be a more intriguing game this next week than Washington State. Well, how about just painful, right? It's not like you get a, a cupcake or you're playing Arizona who's at the bottom. The whole conference itself is just eating itself up. Arizona State wins on the road against Michigan and loses to Colorado at home. And now you have to play against Washington State, who there's just some painful losses. You remember Connor Holiday led them back and beat Utah at home. Lost last year in a painful way against Washington State. And, you know, Mike Leach is matched up extremely well and the way the defense is set up whether you're Oregon Washington State or TCU this spread you know air raid type offense it stretches the the philosophy of the 4-3 and your athletes in in nickel right so it's tough and going from being top ranked to now you're own one in Pac-12 play and now you have to respond and I don't know enough about these players. Kyle does, uh, you know, obviously um, Morgan knows enough about these players. You hope that they can respond and, and come up with some big plays. And that's where the defense didn't come up with enough big plays in that game on the road. And you hope the home crowd can show up and, you know, you come out with a 10 point win somehow, or just muster out a victory against a good Washington state team. And, you're going against Yoda. And if you want a really cool YouTube, go watch Mike Leach uh, teaching a class. Uh, I think he did a class last year. He, he taught a class with one of the senators or something like that from Washington. And he explains in detail to the philosophy of his defense or his offense, the air raid. And uh, he goes into it for about three minutes. And it's, it's just speed and space and distance, width and depth on the field right in 30 yard increments and uh man it's scary and uh i'm not a coach and i'm in coaching because how about the stress one week to the next of coming out uh on a tough loss to having a rebound against washington state and then you still got an undefeated cal team that's coming down the road and still got to play washington and i just really hope that this utah team can rally and that's what's so fun about being in this conference is who is going to show up because last year I thought Utah was left for dead 0-2 to start the conference and ended up so pretty interesting Christian thank you very much as always for jumping on with us we always appreciate the inside man always Gordon thanks Thanks, Christian Christian Cox former Ute uh, former Patriot I believe I heard somewhere once uh, and he joins us each week here on the coffee. big show. He had a cup of coffee with the Patriots. Somebody yeah. said that. Might have been him. Might have been. Might have been. Uh, Tanner Mangum, uh, the former Cougar quarterback, will join us uh, right around the corner. Dennis Lindsay will be on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. We are live from Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram here in Sandy, 10905 South Automall Drive. want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking just off I-80 and Redwood Road park ride and save diamond airport parking 
Uh, I, I'm with uh, you and Christian both. You're talking about how this is this Washington State team is a, is a tough team to bounce back with because of how unique they are. Witt, a couple times in his press conference today, compared them to preparing for Air Force because now completely opposite Air Force with the run, Washington State with the pass, but just how unique it is to prepare for something that's out of the ordinary. Assignments on football? True. Different types of assignments, I think, but yeah. Yeah. I would, given the way they struggled against SC, now are oh, they going to struggle again? I mean, I'm watching that offense against UCLA. It certainly wasn't the offense's fault that they lost. Well, their quarterback threw for nine touchdowns. <laughs> nine. <laughs> Over a thousand yards of total passing in that game. I think it broke the record for most combined points scored in a game. What do you think? Did uh, did something just click with Chip Kelly? Or is It'd Washington be, State's defense that bad? I can't tell. I was watching that game just scratching my head going, what is going on here? Did UCLA finally start listening to Chip like, oh, okay, I understand now. Because they hadn't scored more than 14 points in a game <laughs> before that game. And, and all of a sudden in the, second, in the half, second half, they're like, oh, I understand now, Chip. Let us go do that. Or was Washington State's defense just like, you know what? We're, we're just going to stop trying. <laughs> I think it might have been a combination of the two. But they were trailing by how many? 32 points? What was it? 47-19? Something like that, I want to say. Yeah, I don't know. I lost track. I, did watch the game. I felt like I was watching Purple Dragons and Pink uh, Elephants. You know, I mean, it was that crazy. It was crazy. It was late on a Saturday night, uh, and I was... Uh, well, much like Pac-12 referees, apparently on peyote. <laughs> My, that purple dragon made a fine play out there. No, it was a pink elephant. <laughs> All right, Tanner Mangum is going to join the show coming up next. Come by and see us, 10905 South Automall Drive, Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. We have some jazz gear for you. We have shirts. We have hats. We have desk ornaments, uh, and they'll take great care of you. Uh, it's Ram Truck Days if you're looking to get into a truck, uh, but all sorts of great deals on new and used vehicles. Great service. Uh, come on out. We've, uh, we've known these guys for years, Gordon. You've done business personally with these guys for yeah. years, and they'll take great care of you. They will. I've uh, just uh, consummated the deal about two and a half weeks ago. Bought a new car here. So, I mean, yeah. Why do you have to use the word consummate? Just, it just creeps it up. That is kind of, yeah. Because if you look that up, <laughs> I guess if you're going to... If you're going to interpret it literally, then, you know. We, we, I, I understand where you're coming from. But, you know, you could say, like, you know, we just uh, made a off. deal. Yeah. <laughs> Sealed the deal. I don't know. But consummate just it creeps it up a level or two. It does. It does. I didn't even mean to. I, Chester I, bought a car here, huh? <laughs> Chester was, Chester was uh, very... Very happy with the deal that he sealed. <laughs> Chester consummates every deal he makes. <laughs> Sorry. I guess I should have said it a different way. Because literally, right now, Austin, do me a favor. We no. look that word up. Because <laughs> I'll bet you anything. It is. Uh, you know what it says. It's going to be rather literal. I have a feeling. But nonetheless, enjoyed your. (laughs) I can't read the definition. I won't read the definition. Just read it. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope. You look it up and read it. (laughs) 
Not going to have my voice yeah, saying those I, words in that order. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll have Chester read it. Nope. Uh-uh. More next. Tanner uh, Mangum joins us. Oh, ooh. 97.5, uh, 1280 The Zone. Wow. This is DJ and PK. In college at San Diego State, a guy texts in, my neighbors the U's thought about naming their son after Marshall Falk. Thought about it? Why didn't they do it? You're, you're not catching on, Dave. What's their last name? You're just oh, so Oh, yeah, you're right. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going for Marshall U. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I got it now. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> you're so freaking naive, Dave. This is why we love you. You're not exactly you. a street smart guy. <laughs> Marshall U's not that bad. No, no, no. I think it's more the last name. So you name. really like the Thunder and Herd, do you? Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordo, we're live from Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram here in Sandy, 10905 South Auto Mall Drive. Uh, let's talk a little BYU football. Uh, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint is the network built for Unlimited with great deals on great devices every day. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, former BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum on the big show. What's up, Tanner? How are you? Hey, I'm good. Good to hear from you guys again. Well, we always appreciate you coming on and uh, want to get give us kind of your initial impression after having a couple of days to digest that tough BYU loss to the Huskies. Well, I can just say that uh, I'm, I'm glad that I was not in those team meetings uh, on this, this morning for, for BYU after a game like that where there were so many self-inflicted wounds, so many penalties, ball security issues, Things that coaches harp on all year long. Uh, th- those those meetings are never fun because you just you just know that you shot yourself in the foot. And uh, and I that's, that, that's the main takeaway is, is that's that's the the biggest frustration of, of the team is has got to be those those self inflicted wounds because while Washington is a very talented team and and even even their youth on defense they they didn't look young they they played tough. Yeah, as good as Washington is, it didn't need to be that that big of a of a of a, of a loss of a blowout. Um, I, I, so I think that's got to be the biggest frustration right now among amongst those those coaches and those players. Is it's it's got to be the focus now is is eliminating those those self inflicted mistakes. Tanner, how do you do that? I mean, is that a matter of being human, or can those mistakes be avoided if the guys are fully dialed in? Yeah, mistakes mistakes will happen no matter what in any game. There's no perfect game, but the, it, it, def, it definitely does come down to focus. It's it's something that can be eliminated. Um, false starts is a matter of being being focused and dialed in on each snap, uh, mentally focusing in, um, clearing the mind, and and then and then also I think something that happens with mistakes is, is they compound on top of each other. Once you've made a mistake, you're much more likely. You're much more susceptible to making another mistake in the future because you're thinking about it. You're feeling frustrated. You're, you're worried about making another mistake again, and so then they start compounding. And so I think it can be corrected. Uh, and then ball security is another thing. It, it takes deliberate focus 
but it's something that can be done. And uh, and sometimes it's out of your control, but for the most part, those are things that are within your control. And and so I think it's going to be a big focus this week in practice. Each practice is going to have a deliberate focus and uh, an in- intent to each practice. They're going to be harping on it, talking about it, reminding guys of it. And, uh, and, I, and I expect to, to see an improvement in that this week. Speaking of compounding, Tanner, how hard is it when you get down so early in the game there in the uh, the first quarter? I I would imagine that all of a sudden you're thinking, wow, the pressure is on and we've got to start uh, making big plays. And then all of a sudden that compounds where you try to do too much. Totally. Uh, One of the biggest... uh aspects of, of a successful football team is is a team that's able to create momentum and when you have a lack of momentum it makes it that much harder to to, to be successful uh, for example it's it, it was 14 to 3 BYU was driving marching it down the field and looking pretty good and and, and making some good plays and then a crucial Fumble, uh, you know, a breakdown in pressure leading to the hit on Zach and the fumble and the, the scoop and score, making it 21-3. And that is, is debilitating to a team. And that, that gives Washington tons of momentum, and then it takes away momentum from BYU. So it could have been a 14-10 game, but all of a sudden it becomes 21-3. And that, that becomes so much harder to surmount. And, 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 and so when those mistakes start compounding and you lose the momentum, it's tough. It's tough because not only are you not playing from behind, but the, your opponent is playing with that much more confidence and is playing with that much more swagger and momentum. And, and, uh, and I think that's a big thing that this, this year we've seen in, in every game, BYU's opponent has scored first. And so we, we've been, and, and I think the only minutes, uh, looking at some, some statistics here, the only minutes that BYU has been uh, leading in regulation was against USC. All the other games uh, have um, you know, come in victories in, in overtime, and so I, and I think that's that's something that that needs to to, to switch in order to, to to swing into BYU's favor is, is being able to start fast and to get ahead, because once once you're playing from behind, the odds uh, are not in your favor, and it makes it a lot harder to, to surmount those those leads. Especially when you're playing a team that is probably better than you. Now you start, like Jake said, pressing, making mistakes because you're trying to do things that you ordinarily can't do. And uh, against a quality opponent like that, you can't. So let me ask you this, Tanner. That, that play that you pointed out, that is the play of the game then, right? Because it could have been 14-10 and it was 21-3. That's the play of the game. In a way, yeah. I remember when it, when it happened, I, I, I said – that is huge. That that's a game changer. It's a, it's, it's a game breaker. Uh, you know that, that that's one of those plays that really can can break a team and can make all the difference. And and, and you know football is a game of of uh, of you know of plays. It's one play at a time. But when you look back, when you're able to kind of look back to that hindsight, you see the impact that each one play has on the game. And, and I think for sure that that one was, was, a, was a heartbreaker for BYU and then a big momentum shifter for, uh, for Washington. And then, and then I think one other takeaway that I took from the game is, is, was uh, the, the inconsistency in the, in the special teams play. And I, and I think that's something that BYU typically does a, does a good job at, uh, particularly in, in coverage and kickoff and punt coverage. That's something that Coach Lamb, Coach Ed Lamb, really prides himself on and, and, and 
the special teams unit prides themselves on, and and they just weren't themselves, or they weren't sound in their technique, they weren't sound in their coverage, and um, and it, and, they, and they paid for it. And so I, I think that 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 punt return for a touchdown, the 88 yarder, was another big impact play that that really uh, put BYU under the gun there. Tanner, it seems like uh, as BYU is an independent every year, people make a big deal about how far that uh, BYU has to travel throughout a season, and they're headed back to the Eastern time zone this week. Uh, they're they're going to travel to Florida. They're going to travel to uh, Massachusetts uh, before it's all said and done. Is th- does that Toledo? Well, that yeah. that's what I'm talking about this week. Yeah. Does that actually matter, or is that something that people are kind of blowing out of proportion? Uh, I think it. It doesn't. It's it's a tough question because I I think that there are some hidden, maybe underlying uh, effects that you you don't really take into account. But at the end of the day, um, whether you whether you travel close or you travel far, it's it's pretty much the same thing. You're getting on a plane. You're you're. you're making the same same type of business trip. You have that same type of business trip mentality. You get to the hotel. You you do a walkthrough. You go over your game plan. You meet and you watch a little bit of film. And and so I, it, it doesn't really matter the distance. Um, that, but it can it, it can those those long trips. It, it tests your focus a little bit where you have to be able to, uh, you know, in, endure that little bit longer flight. You have to be able to endure the, you know, the, 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 the frustrations or, you know, the, the, any type of issue that might come with, with, uh, with any traveling road game. It forces you to, to, to really dial in and, and to concentrate and to be focused on, uh, on the task at hand. But that's, that's to me, that's not the issue uh, in, in, in an independent schedule. The traveling is something that I'm not worried about. I don't think the players are worried about. You know, the, the issue with the independent schedule is, is, is uh, you know, there's lots of other myriad issues that, that come along with independence, but the travel to me is not one of, not high on that list. Tanner, uh, one of the most tired cliches these days is next man up. I mean, guys get hurt, uh, next man up, right? But when you see a guy like Tyson Williams get injured like that, what kind of effect does it have on the team? It's got to have some sort of devastating uh, quality to it. Absolutely, any any injury uh, is tough. Obviously, just like you said, you have to have that mentality because because dwelling on the opposite does you no good. You know, dwelling on the the frustration of it all or worrying about it or stressing about it does you no good. So you have to move on and and, and focus on the next play at hand, but. This does have a huge impact on BYU's on BYU's offense. The rushing, the running game has already struggled. It, it hasn't flourished in the first four games. And granted, we played some tough teams and some tough defenses, but this just makes it even harder. It makes it even tougher. And and he, he's Tyson is a solid back. He runs tough. He play. He runs hard. He's smart. You can play. He, you can tell he plays with maturity. And um, and you can tell that guys really love him and care about him, you know, which is cool to see from a, a grad transfer who's only been there just for less than a year. But to see that the guys really uh, respect him and admire him as a teammate, and so that, that hurts. And and I think this is going to be a, a big challenge to the other running backs and in, in, in the stable that are going to have to step up. Um, but I think this will, this is definitely makes an impact. You know that the, 
the offense was already struggling, and uh, and this this doesn't help their cause. I wanted to ask you a quick question that we talked about earlier, Tanner, that has to do with uh, the Utah Utes. They go into USC, and I don't know if you saw much of that game or not, but if you did see it, you saw that uh, that typical coverage that they play did not work against those quality receivers. And finally, they did switch to a zone coverage, uh, but by then, uh, I don't know, they just seemed out of sorts. But going up against Washington State this next weekend, how tricky is that to rearrange what you typically do and to do something different to match whatever it is that particular opponent you're facing does? It's very tough. Teams typically have bread and butter. It's something that they practice over and over again, that they know inside and out, that they they preach, they harp on, and they teach all year long. And to to make any sudden adjustments is tough because it's not what guys are used to. And and hats off to USC, particularly Matt Fink, the third-string quarterback, to go in and, and play the way he did was very impressive. And, and and then a testament to the skill of those receivers as well, really making it making Utah pay for 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 their for running their traditionally very tough man defense. Uh, USC went out and and made plays. It was it was impressive to watch. But as as far as facing another air raid type offense in uh, in, in Washington State, it's it's going to be interesting to see how how they adjust. Uh, but it, but I, I think it it it, it does put put a. Uh, it makes it tough on on defense on, on on the players particularly to switch their scheme to play roles that they're not used to playing to make adjustments or make calls that they're not used to calling and those things take time those things take effort and practice and uh, to to make a shift uh, midweek or even mid game uh, makes it makes it really tough on those players to go out and play free and to play loose and play fast and confident. Just wondering real quick how you would have liked to have thrown to receivers like Michael Pittman and Tyler Vons. <laughs> those guys are talented. They're, you can you can tell those are, those are some NFL quality, NFL caliber receivers. It's it's uh you know it's it's no wonder that those that that USC uh, typically has a lot of uh, you know NFL an NFL an NFL pipeline. They they always have a lot of talent in there and and uh, man. Because any time you can go against Utah's defense and um, make the plays they're making, I think that that shows they've got some talent. Well, it just seemed like we were talking about earlier, Jake, I think you brought it up. Matt Fink was just sort of flinging it up there, and Michael Pittman was going and getting it. Yeah. And how how much yep. confidence does that create in a quarterback? Oh, it's huge. I, I remember uh, in, in my freshman year, 2015, when I had uh, Mitch Matthews, Nick Kurtz, Taryn Houck, um, you know, three very tall receivers, and and, um, and even Devon Blackman uh, was able. To, you know, it, make, it makes a quarterback's job that much uh, easier. Just knowing that you have that trust and that confidence that even if you put it in the vicinity, if you put it in the right area, they can go up and make that play. It's it's huge, and um, and I think uh, BYU this 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 year. They, well, you know, while they might not have the the size in those receivers. Um, it's they, you've seen it with with Matt Bushman in, in particular. Uh, when he uses his size, when he's when he gets physical, you can you can tell that Zach really trusts him on the, those man to man one on one matchups. He uh, he he likes 
going to Matt, and for good reason, because when Matt's physical, he can make he can make big plays, and and, and so I think uh, you know, look for Zach to keep going his way, because it really does uh, infuse a lot of confidence in the quarterback when you know that you have a guy that can make those tough contested catches. Tanner, thank you as always. We appreciate it, and we'll catch you next week. Hey, thanks so much, guys. Take care. Former Cougar quarterback Tanner Mangum with us on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live at Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, 10905 South Automall Drive. We've got an sports Sport coming up next, and then Dennis Lindsay will be on with us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Very excited for that. I think Dennis, I think you, Jake, either one of you could have played quarterback for USC and just lobbed it up there to Michael uh, Pittman. What I'm telling you, yeah. I, don't, I don't know about me, but Dennis looks like he has a pretty strong arm, right? It didn't work so well uh, against BYU, though, which is the curious thing. Yeah, well, BYU uh, covered every receiver with, like, four guys. (laughs) Utah thought, you know what, we we can do one-on-one. They even had defensive linemen in coverage, I think. Yeah. It's a lot harder to to throw it to those guys when they're covered by four different players. (laughs) All right, stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. For Utah, they still have a lot of good things intact to have that great season. Like 7-2, and two, I still think would very well get the division. So it's fragile this Saturday. You have to win, but I like you to win. And if you do, this actually looks a heck of a lot better than I think people realize. Tell me if I'm going too glass half no, full here. No. I think people are thinking such worst-case scenario because they lost. There's still a lot to play for. I do think Utah's going to have a good rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I also see them having a good rest the season, possibly dropping another game and losing the tiebreaker because they lost to SC and keeping them away from doing something that they should have done. Yeah, you can only do it at 7-2. and two. Matchup-wise, I like you going the rest of the way. Yeah. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now, your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Dennis and Lindsay coming up about 10 minutes from right now. Stay tuned. Uh, it's also time to get a winner for the Chevy Strong Play of the Game. Be color number 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE. Correctly identify the Chevy Strong Play of the Game. As announced by DJ and PK this morning at 850, and you win his own prize pack. Chevy Strong Play of the Game brought to you by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. Time for the Not Sports Report. Gordon, where are we headed today? We're headed to Hollywood. Okay. Did you watch... Any of the Emmy Awards? I did not. No. Not I, a single second? I'm not really an awards show person. Well, I usually. thought I saw somewhere where it was down to like 6 million viewers or something. As so many people to, are not watching. Yeah, that. I don't know. Are you into the awards? Austin, you're Mr. Movie. I mean, I know the Oscars might be a little different than the Emmys, but did you watch? Uh, that was this week? Exactly. Did you? No. Well, then no, we all and win. No, then I check out... The, then I check out the winners list, and you know, I mean, Game of Thrones. Okay, I get that. That one for drama series. Even though the last season was not particularly good, actually, the last two seasons were not particularly good. It, it fell short of its its uh, when it breaking its breaking the record, didn't it, or something? Did it? I don't know. Again, I didn't watch it. Have you heard uh, best comedy series Fleabag? What's I that? I don't know. I haven't seen it. 
let's see. Uh, Billy Porter won the Emmy for Best Actor in a Drama. I guess he was in Pose? Nope. haven't seen that one either. Uh, Jody, is it Comer? I don't know how you say her name. Killing Eve? Have you seen that? No, Gordon, you've got to stop. We're just coming off like sounding so lame right now. <laughs> Bill Hader uh, in Barry? I've heard of Bill Hader. Have you ever seen Barry? I have not. Uh, let's see. Oh, Peter Dinklage won Best Supporting Actor nice. in Game of Thrones. Jimmy I know Lannister. you know him. Yes, indeed. I, I don't know these people. Or have we jumped? I've just have we jumped the shark? Have we just like, right. or has TV jumped the shark? I think you're just pointing out how lame we actually are, Gordon. Thanks <laughs> you, a lot. You, wait, you used to be Mr. Pop Culture. What's the matter with you now? You don't even know these people. Did you see uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Yes, that is a great series, actually. Okay, well that one that won some stuff. Uh, Chernobyl one, you know that must I, have I'm been an uplifting that. thing. Uh huh. I, I don't know. I, okay, I didn't watch it, and I don't feel like I missed anything. I, I don't know. Bill Hader's funny. Maybe that Barry thing is good. <laughs> okay. I just Was there a day when you watched the Emmys? No. Oh, so you never have. So you've always been kind of square. Well, are, are we talking? Really I, I'm talking about not missing on. the Emmys. Who cares about the Emmys? I'm talking about all these popular TV shows, and I have no idea what they even are. What do you watch? What TV shows do you watch? Uh, this great drama called Utah Jazz Basketball. <laughs> and you don't know the ending. You, <laughs> you don't know don't how know it's going to turn you out. You have no idea. Huh. All right. Have you ever heard of The Act? The Handmaid's Tale? Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know these. Oh, well. John Oliver wants something. Tonight with John Oliver, I guess. Saturday Night Live won variety sketch series. How many of those are there? <laughs> Not that many. Is In Living Color still around? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the best reality host was RuPaul. Way to go, Ru. You at least heard of him, right? Uh, let's see. Directing drama, Ozark, Jason Bateman. That's uh, a name that's, you know. That's a great show. I, I'm up to uh, I'm up to date with that. One. I don't know. Anyway, I'm I'm killing the point here. It's just that we don't watch this stuff anymore. A lot of stuff on TV these days, Gordo. There's no doubt about it. All is, right. Is it mostly movies and sports? Is that is that what we're into now? And an occasional TV show like Game of Thrones. Well, there used to only be like four channels, and now there's. Yeah, but that was back when I was a kid. All right, You've coming up next. Had plenty of channels. Not like it is today, certainly. All right. Dennis Lindsay joins us. Coming up next. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The zone. This 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 is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. So I'm trying to get my phone to not call me Hans. All right, try it again. Don't call me Hans. Okay, what should I call you? Hans. You'd like me to call you Hats. <laughs> No, pants. You'd like me to call you pants. It's the dumbest thing. Like Lance or Dance. What is my name, Google? Your name is Hans. God, stupid, dumb thing. Could you call me Hans, Ned? You'd like me to call you handsome. Is that right? Well, it's better than Hans, yeah. 
Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.